So what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We got one of the old friends of the show, uh, a brother, Dynas Demir. Now, you know, I remember I went to Dynas. You know, he invited me to his house one time in Atlanta, and I appreciate that brother for inviting me into his home. He definitely treated me uh, like family, and I greatly appreciate that. And Dynas is back here again. So, Dynas, we appreciate you coming back, Brad, brother. Hey, thank you for allowing me to come back on, Phil. It's always uh, it's always a pleasure. It's been too long. It's been, what, a couple years now since I've been on, maybe? Been, been a while. Been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So yeah, yes, thank sir. you for um, letting me be, allowing me to come back on and grace your uh, platform. Yeah, no problem. Like for people that, like I said, that maybe, you know, they've came on after the fact that you've come on and they don't know much about, you know, what you're doing or your channel or anything. You know, just to, to give people, the, you know, the 411. No, so I have a platform um, called In Search of a Huru, Search for a Huru. And what we are, we're a bridge that connects the diaspora back with, back with Africa. So I've been on this journey now for 11 years. So I've been encouraging uh, black people, you know, people of the diaspora to reconnect back to the continent. Also, I have a tour company as well called Donfo. Uh, if you visit Donfo.Africa, you'll learn more about us. And what we're doing, we're, uh, we're bringing people to the continent and allowing them to experience uh, Africa firsthand. And I've also, recently released a documentary uh in search of a huru uh one man's journey to uncover his africa roots and it's streaming now at searchforhuru.com it's streaming now at searchforhuru.com so that's everything just about in a nutshell i'm a modern day renaissance man so i do more but you know we'll focus on that for the time being all right, so you, you, you finally chronicled all that footage that you had and put in the documentary. Right, and explained and broke everything down and took everybody on, on my journey. The hour, the, the condensed uh, journey of 11 years into an hour and 20, uh, 20 minutes. So, yeah, that's what it is. I, I, you know, I remember, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the first time I saw Dynas, you know, one of his videos, and uh, I think he was in Senegal, actually. And um, he was eating street food, and would I say what is this? I said what is his brother eating? So I went to I was watching, and he was eating a sandwich, and all them freaking flies was on that sandwich, and he was taking. Hey, I said, "Oh my god, no! This brother not eating the sandwich." And I like, who is this brother? You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Don't knock the sandwich, man. The sandwich was good. Man, look, uh, uh, flies gross me out, brother. Like you said, you you better than me because I started seeing flies. I'm like, okay. You could have it. I because I, I know where flyers go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you really immerse yourself into the culture. Absolutely. I think it's uh I think it's important to do that. You know, start from the village to the uh to the penthouse. But right. because the, the, the reality is you're not going to experience that authentic culture uh in the city, in the modern city in modern Africa. So if you want to experience the authentic culture, you gotta test your comfort zone and they go to the villages in the uh, in the country or the bush, as they call it. See, and that's why I have a little pushback on that, which you just said, because okay. traditionally in America, everybody thinks, well, the real Africa is going to the village. But I believe the village is part of it. I believe the village, you know, is great. But also we do have a 21st century Africa, too. And, I, and a lot of the villages do come into 21st century Africa. A lot of people that actually get into the modern age, they come from the village, right? I mean, you know that. Um, right. So me personally, 
I'm the guy that's probably going to show you more of the city, more of the, the luxury and all of that. And you probably be the guy. That, I even tell people, if you want a village style tour, I direct them to you. I say, because that's just, I don't do that. I say, that's just your expertise. And I think that's something you got to be passionate about. You know, I got people say, come, just come to the village. I say, I'll go visit the village, but I got to go myself right back to the city. I know me. I don't even do the country uh-huh. in America. Won't do it. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I agree to a point. So now I'm, I'm, so now Phil, I'm all about balance. So mm-hmm. we can spend some time in the village. We can spend some time in the city, but I'm not going to uh, exclude the, uh, the traditional or village uh life and experience of Africa. I can't, I'm not going to leave that out, but we could do both. We can have a balance. There we go, Phil. We can have a balance of both. I think that's fair. But from what I saw from your content originally, that's what you like to do though. And I think that's something, nothing wrong with you saying, look, my focus is the village. I'm going to go visit all the villages on the African continent. I'm going to participate in all the rituals. Somebody got to do it because the white folks go do it, right? Right. So it's nothing wrong with you saying the village is my forte. There's nothing wrong with it. I think we should all have our own maybe expertise in something. Now, for me personally, yeah, the village is my forte. But yeah. as far as the tours go, when I bring people over, we uh, we we do a, a balance of both because some people just can't handle the, the culture shock when I bring them into the village. So we're going to have a balance of both uh, when, you, when you travel with me. Because some people, even though they see the videos, once they immerse into it and I bring them to the villages and they experience it firsthand, a lot of them are ready for the, it's, it's, it's a culture shock. So uh, that's why I say me personally, I'm good. I can do it. I'll focus on the village. Uh, when I bring people to the continent, it's going to be a balance of both. Now, do you have some, some culture shock stories? Cause I know my own culture shock story, but what, what culture shock story that you have seen when you brought somebody to the village, like how they initially reacted? Well, for me personally, the first time I went to Senegal, and I remember I flew in, um, I flew, I think it was, um, I fly Turkish Airlines? What did I fly? I forgot what I flew. And so, you know, they picked me up from the airport in the car, and we drove to a city called Tuba. So we get to Tuba, I mean, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm, I'm, I'm hungry, I'm starving. And so they say, okay, brother, we got food coming. I said, okay, cool. So they bring out the food, and it's all just a one- one pan no forks no spoons no nothing they just go in they just digging in with their hands and you know what i say i'm hungry i gotta eat i'm gonna immerse myself and experience the culture so i went in and i started digging with my hands with with my hands and eating with them right alongside with them and there was literally like maybe six of us poor per uh container or plate so stuff like that um for me was a shock but I just composed myself and I did it. And now I'm used to it. That's all I do when I go to, when I'm in Tuba, when I'm with my friends, that's how we eat um, in Senegal. We just, we all share. And it's similar, it's, they, do, they do that, it's, it's similar to Ethiopia as well, for, for, from what I noticed, that, you know, everybody eats together with their hands. So, but for me, yeah, that was yeah, the first time doing that. Get, get the injera and all that, and you just, you know, get it and pick the food up and eat it like that. Right, but, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but see, so, well, but, to me, just in my opinion, the way the Ethiopians eat, it, it doesn't. It's different than what I, at least I've seen 
with how West Africa eats with their hands. They eat like soups and rice and all this stuff with their hands versus the injera is almost like a tortilla almost, but it's not a right. tortilla, way healthier than that. And right. it's kind of clean how you pick it up and just, you know, you eat it, you know, just from what I've, I've seen and what I've experienced in Ethiopia. I guess you could say that because primarily with um, in Senegal, you know, it's, it's rice, meat with the sauce. So there isn't a, a, a bread or tortilla like um, to, to use to help scoop everything up. You just dig in with your hands with the uh, with the rice or, you know, meat, sauce, soup, whatever, whatever's in front of you. But it, listen, it's the best. So I, I'll take my Senegalese Cheb Yap, Cheb Gin. Mafa, Mafe against any Ethiopian food any day of the week. I haven't had it yet. So, you know, uh, I, I'm going to have to eventually get to it because, you know, I, I definitely got to get to West Africa for sure. I mean, because sure. just even the new, you know, travel channel I just kind of got started, which we're going to be filming a lot for in Kenya. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah, I definitely got to get out there. But, you know, my you know, culture shock experience for me was in Ethiopia and the way they was moving for me, because, you know, coming from the United States and in Houston, you know, we used to moving like, like this. And right. when I don't see people moving like that and people moving slow and taking a time and it starts to like wig me out. Because, really? Yeah. I move like that in my personal life. I'm like, I got, I got to get, I got to go, go, go. We got stuff to do. I got to be here at that time, be here at that time. And then killing at the time, I was just like freaking out about that. And he say, Hey, Calm down. We are in Africa. They don't move like they move in the United States. I say, well, look how, but they don't, what about the time? You know, my thing is the time, you know, but, I'm so programmed the time. That must be Ethiopia thing. Cause in West Africa, when you're in uh, Ghana, when you're in Nigeria, when you're in Senegal, they move it. Yeah. So that must be, a, that must be Ethiopia thing. Maybe. Cause I was like, and that yeah. once I calm down, say, okay, wait a minute, this is kind of how they move. Then I say, okay. And I thought about it. I say, okay, well, maybe this is where color people time come from. Because I know some people, even in my family, you tell them be somewhere at four o'clock, they're going to show up at, at five, six. You know. Okay, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, oh, this is where color people time come from. You know, because I didn't got so used to that just with, you know, the career I have. And then even the way I move in my personal life with, you know, business and operating the multiple things that I have, like time has to be, you know, of the essence. Okay, so you mean as far as being on time, as far as moving? Yeah, yeah, be like or you mean just every day out in the street, just yeah, yeah, like this. Let's say yeah. if I got an appointment with you at two o'clock, I'm right. probably gonna show up at one thirty because I have gotcha. a mindset. You know, you're early, you're on time, you're on time, you're late. Right. Okay. So yeah, you're right. You are right about that. That's you know, CP time does originate from Africa. You brought <laughs> that over with us. You yeah, that over with us. So you are right. Yeah, so you you end up becoming a citizen of two countries? Correct. Sierra Leone and Nigeria. Okay, because a lot of people say, well, you know, they don't give citizenship. Well, so kind of explain people, you know, uh, what's the process of getting citizenship? Because some of you say, okay, well, he got it. Well, how can I get it? You know, uh, whatever country that, you know, you may want to divulge in. So I'm actually taking a group to Sierra Leone on Sunday. And with Sierra Leone, if you take a DNA test through African ancestry and if your results link back to Sierra Leone, you're eligible for citizenship. So they do the uh, swearing-in ceremony twice a year. So you have to go to Sierra Leone. Uh, there's a civics course you have to take. Then, of course, you have to get fingerprinted, go through um, 
uh, you know, your uh, biometrics fingerprinted through, um, you know, through the passport or immigration. And then you have to get sworn in by the president of Sierra Leone. And he gives you your uh, passport when you uh, when you get sworn in. So that's for Sierra Leone. That's as far as any as far as countries in Africa that have a streamlined process for citizenship for the diaspora. Sierra Leone is the only country that has a, a streamlined process that's pretty um, that's available to all those who qualify in West in Africa. Well, some people will say, well, if they're serious about you know us and the diaspora coming back, why why won't they create a program or, or you know similar to Sierra Leone or just in, in, in general? You know, why won't they create, you know, a program? And then some of my, you know, people I know on the African continent would say, I didn't really know people wanted to come back like that. Right. I mean, the average um, black American is not interested in Africa. I mean, it's a small few. That's I mean, true. to the point, I was going to do a video on it today. I mean, you got black folks saying they're Hebrews, they're Native Americans, they're Moors, you know, they're Omex. So, I mean, the, the majority of black Americans, the vast majority have no connection or desire connection back to Africa. So, yeah, but see, I mean, if, 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 if we were serious, I would say if black Americans were serious. I mean, we would all just, just as how serious we were this past election, as far as getting Stacey Abrams elect, elected, getting Joe Biden elected, taking our booties to the polls, no mm-hmm. voting, no fucking. If we put that same energy into uh, reconnecting back to the continent or, uh, returning to the continent, more opportunities will, will will come about for uh, citizenship. But it's just we're not we're not serious. The average African American is not interested. Yeah, that that is true. That's why beyond which in, in a lot of the things that I say or what I used to say, I don't say anymore because I just had to realize that the majority of them just want to be here and they don't want to do nothing else, and 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 that's fine, you know. And I respect that. Um, those who don't, those who want to have a second address, I'm a firm believer of a second address, um, and, and having options, then that's the people, like I said, we reach out to are the people that want to go on these trips. But I always tell any black American, at least go to the continent one time in your whole life. If you never go back, just go one time, at least on your deathbed, you say, I got to see the motherland myself. And you can stay in your neighborhood, you can stay in your state, never go nowhere if you don't want to, but at least just once. Just right. once go. It should at least be, it should be on the bucket list, but for me, I'm going every two, three months. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, see, I'm trying to see, I I, I got to get to your level. I ain't, I'm not there yet. You know, like I said, because this year, well, no, I went to South Africa back in March, and then I'll be going to Kenya here, you know, uh, well, this later in the week or whatever. Um, I think Turkey I did in January. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. That's a lot for me in one year. I never went to three different countries in, in one year. But, hey, you know, I plan on doing a whole lot more starting 2023 and on. Yes, sir. What I'm happy about, though, for me, you know, I don't have – because I know you got, you know, a, a little one. Have you taken your little one? Um, to, to Not yet. I haven't taken Master yet. Yeah, I haven't took him yet. Not yet. But uh, soon. He'll, he'll be going soon. Okay. Yeah, because it'd be my little girl's first time going to an you know African country, and because she went to Turkey in January, and she oh she don't stop talking about it, you know, because we you know we got caught in snowstorm and all of that, so that was just an experience, right, for her. Um, but yeah, we going we going uh, she going and she's just like oh daddy I can't wait, 
yeah, you know, to go to Kenya, I looked at all the beaches and I looked at it. She on, she on her tablet, like Googling everything, you know, and daddy, look at this. I said, yeah, baby, we go, you know, we go do it. I, I can ride the camel too. And, you know, so yeah, she's getting so excited. So um, you say you little boy, you say you, you, you're going to take him, you know, uh, you say what, maybe next year? Uh, eventually. It, it won't be next year, but I'm going to bring him uh, eventually, take him to uh, Nigeria and Sierra Leone. Okay. Well, you've been, you've been going to, you say, Nigeria and then Sierra Leone and place like that. Uh, do you uh, have a property there yourself? Not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. I'm, I'm very, so how you are picky about, I guess, the way you want to travel when you go to Africa, I'm very picky in regards to what properties I'm going to buy. So, right. And you should be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm very, very picky because the uh, the property buying process you know, in Africa, outside of South Africa, isn't uh, as transparent or streamlined mm -hmm. at times. So you got to be very careful. And I'm just, I'm very, 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 very picky uh, and conscious when it comes to that. So I just haven't found something um, like I'll go look at a property like in Sierra Leone. I went and looked at a property, but then the paperwork was funny. And then mm -hmm. they were trying to explain to me how the paperwork ain't funny. But it was obvious when you read the paperwork that the paperwork was funny. So you know, you just, you got to be careful. So basically what you're saying is the, the regulations isn't tight about, uh, you know, the housing situation. That's basically what you're saying. Well, well you just got to be, you have to be careful. Right. That is, you just have to be careful. I mean, so prime example, when I was in Sierra Leone, um, the, um, I forgot what happened. The person's name that was on the paperwork had passed away. And it wasn't properly transferred to whoever was going to inherit it, but they were still trying to, hey, you'll be fine. I'm just like, no, 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 um, they kind of like a miracle on some things like they, on mortgage, they have a mortgage system and all of that. And, and I think South Africa about the, like you said, the closest to America on how to get a house basically. Right. It is for the most part. Yeah. And from my experience, South Africa is extremely attractive for how we move in America. And if you like, you know, I always tell people, if you don't want the culture shock per se, I think, you know, Johannesburg is probably a good place to start. Then venture yourself out, you know? Um, but that's just my experience. I don't know. Maybe you didn't like, you know, because I know some people don't like South Africa like that. Uh, I mean, South Africa was good. I think if you want to experience, and this is my personal opinion, if it's your first time going to the continent and if you want to experience Africa in regards to the culture, I personally wouldn't go to South Africa. But if you want to say, if you want to go to Africa just to say, hey, I, go, I went to Africa, but I'm just, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to, you know, go outside of my comfort level. Uh, I want the way things work in America. I want to experience that in Africa, South Africa, no problem. Yeah, but you know, you can get outside from what some of my, you know, people in South Africa tell me, same thing like Kenya. They say, once you get out of Johannesburg and go to those other cities outside, that's when you're going to start going to the villages and things like that. Um, cause it's not, you know, it's not all just Johannesburg and Durban and you know, Cape town, you know, it's a little bit more right. to it. Now shout out to my people in South Africa. Like I said, I'd definitely be coming, try to come back and see them in March of next year. Cause, um, 
Uh, I want to take, you know, the, the family with that too. My dad, he's never been, you know, either. So I said, okay, well, let me, let me take him. You know, I had to twist his arm. He, he was kind of acting like some of the black American. Uh, oh, I, I'm good right here. I, look, man, just come on, brother. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, like why, you exactly. know, we can get you to go visit, you know, I tell people we can get you to go visit Paris all day long, but you can't get you to go to Africa. All day long. Why do you oh, think our don't. people fight that so much? Why why do you think they'd rather go to London and Paris instead of going and visit an African country? Because it hasn't been um because London, Paris, Talum, Mexico, um Thailand, all these other countries, it's been it has a stamp of approval from white people. Mm. When you think about Africa, what do you think of? You know, um, rebels, starvation, poverty, no infrastructure. You know, that's what the media is putting out there. So it hasn't gotten, it hasn't, so traveling to Africa hasn't received the stamp of approval from, you know, white media, like traveling to everywhere else. That's why. But you know, good well as I know, is that once you get out there, white folks are there. That's the thing. White people visit right. African countries. You're right. Because it's right. like, because I remember the first time I went and I was like, wait a minute, hold on. They're always telling us to go back to Africa. But then when I finally get here, you're here. And it's it, it, and I was telling someone the other day, the first time I went to Senegal, I think I might have saw three white people, four white people. Uh-huh. Now when I go, white people everywhere. Everywhere. All over. Exactly. And I'm like, and I'm looking at it, I say, okay, they coming, they enjoying themselves. I remember, like I said, that oh Lord, boy, I'm telling you what I really saw them at, which I was I was told that before I got there. Um you need to go see uh in Cape Town, man. I know you've been to Cape Town. When I got to Cape Town, I was like, Where am I at? You know, yeah, you're (laughs) You're Europe. I told you. I told you. And I had to go on Google look at the demographics to make sure where am I at. But then they were like they fifteen percent of the city population. But I'm like mm-hmm. I'll just you know because in Johannesburg you see them but not like that, not like you see them in Cape Town. So I'm mm-hmm. like you know I have some people say nah I'm good on Cape Town I don't want to be down there you know all that because they act a certain way and I'm like, hmm, you know. But Cape Town's a nice city. I like Cape. South it Africa's is. nice, guys. I'm it not is. hating on South Africa. South Africa's really nice. It's no, really no, nice. no. I, for South me. Africa. I can go buy a house down there, brother. I saw that. I told my wife I can I can get a, a division of our company in South Africa for sure. Uh, the infrastructure is good. You know, the, the with the you know using the credit stuff is almost about the same. Like I think South Africa, just in my opinion, is probably the most conducive I've seen so far for business. I think it is. I, I listen. I agree. I, I completely agree. I agree because the system yes. the system is so similar to America. So I completely mm-hmm. agree. Everything for the most part is transparent, you know, straightforward. This is the price. This is what you got to pay. You know, all the haggling and the back and forth and the, you know, all of that is not really there. It's just, it's, it's like America. Right. Well, that's, that's, again, let's talk about something real quick, you know, um, you know, because I know something you talk about a lot on your channel outside of Africa. You talk about a lot of politics on your channel, a uh-huh. lot. Okay. Right. And you live in Georgia. And 
you've been seeing right you know they tried to before the election try to blame black men you know ahead of time i knew stacy abrams gonna lose ahead of time i'll just yeah i mean I, I said the same thing who who actually thought she was gonna win Mm-hmm. And this is no, and this is no attack on Stacey Abrams, but I, I tell people this, and and you know your viewers, whoever watched this, will, might disagree. I personally think Stacey Abrams' campaign was more cringe than Herschel Walker. Now people will laugh at Herschel Walker when he pulled out his badge, but if you listen to some of the stuff Stacey Abrams was saying, like Stacey Abrams got on stage and said to the effect, to the effect that the heartbeat in a fetus isn't real and it's made it was it's made up so men can have control over women's bodies like like who like who's feeding you this like who's feeding you this stuff the and DMT. so you know the, the community especially the specific, specifically the black community they'll attack Herschel walker with all types of memes because of his badge but when it comes to some of the r- ridiculous comments stacy abrams was making you know they were silent but when she said that, I'm just like, what? Like, where do you get like who? Where do you get this from? Yeah, so, so yeah, she, those Democrat talking points that they they have, and you know, and, and you know, so some of them, because I man, you know, I remember on an election night, I had one of them come on my my page, man. Like, I just want you to admit that you're a Republican. I'm like, what? You know, so so just because I believe, I told you my strategy is a protest vote strategy. It's like right. remove the votes from the Democrat Party, and 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 go it on and give them to some, give them to the other side for a time, to show the Democrats that you don't have our votes like that, right? right? And then create a bidding war for our vote. That's that is like the perfect strategy. That way, both of them have to try to give you something. I agree. But if you but if you say okay, I'm gonna do that strategy. Oh, you just—it's like some of our people love oppression, man. Some of them love it. They—they they don't—they don't want to try to do anything. And I always ask them, what the Democrats have done for Black people? You know that party is not promoting upper mobility, especially for Black men. We have been, you know, so propagandized. We've been told we're stupid as Black men. We don't know what we're talking about. We need to fall in line behind the women, Tiffany Cross. You know, that's really the the uh, uh, mantra, how they've been feeling about black men. And when black men move with their feet away from them, all of a sudden they shot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, you know, voting Democrat is just a part of the culture now. Like voting Democrat is black culture. So, you know, that's why there's no shifting from it. Because you notice every other group you know, it's almost 50-50 in regards to how they vote. You know, black people are the only people where it's the vast majority, you know, so it's to the point now where it's just, it's the it's part of the culture. It's it's the culture. You know, that you said that, you're 100% right because I, was, I said in a video the other day that black people, you can you can be on freaking OnlyFans, they'll still talk to you. You can you can uh, uh, be a dog on Pookie and Ray Ray. They'll still talk to you. You can say you don't even believe in Jesus, and they'll talk to you. But let let you say you don't want to vote for Democrat, and they'll cast you out of the family. Done. You're done. Finish. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. I mean, it, I, it, I, I, could, I could be a rapper and talk about how I destroy my community, sell dope, drive-bys, no problem. But I say um, I'm not voting for Stacey Abrams. Not only 
are you um, made fun of and uh, canceled? Then they also say you don't like black women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 insane. It's utterly insane. But 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 the thing is. You know, that's kind of what it is. Stacey Abrams wasn't wasn't the person to run. Just to be honest, she was not the person to run. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. Some people may not like what I'm about to say. America is a certain way when it comes to candidates, especially when it comes to black women. Okay? Um, they would have done better running Keisha to do that. Let me tell you why they didn't run Keisha. Let me tell you what's going on with... Uh... And this is my theory, and mm -hmm. I could be wrong, but people who are watching this prove me wrong. If you notice the Democratic Party, they're either getting behind the women who are in interracial relationships or who are part of the community, the LGBTQ community, or, you know, Stacey's, Stacey Abrams' um, example. We don't, I, I mean, I don't know if she's married, I don't know her situation. That's who they're getting behind. Keisha Lance Bottoms, Black woman, Black husband. Black family, she's only right in today's Democratic Party. She's only going to get so far. Yeah, I just think more people would have, you know, like if Keisha would have came and, and, and I think Keisha would have had more of a softer tone on some things than like because Stacey Abrams come across as very hard in some ways. You know, you just this is the way she talked, you know. Mm -hmm. But Keisha just, I'm just saying, and, and if Keisha, I think she should have just even stayed mayor of Atlanta. I don't think she should have just bowed out. Yeah, I'm she should have. Yeah, she should have ran for mayor of Atlanta again. But yeah, I because think I'm like, happened, who told her not to run? Because it seemed like somebody told her. Because they, in the polls, they said that she would have overwhelmingly won. I think what happened um, that summer of what happened with George Floyd that, mm -hmm. that took a, a toll on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, especially here in Atlanta, you had the um, of course the riots. You had the little girl that got. Uh, because of when uh, I think the guy's name was Rashad Brooks. Yeah, Rashad Brooks, you know, black man with was was drunk or intoxicated, fell asleep. You know, I think in a Wendy's parking lot. Mm -hmm. Police come knock on the on the window. What you doing? Which is which is normal routine. He um, he fights the police, takes their taser. He gets. I saw the video footage. I mean. It was, it was, it was, if I was a police officer, you know, and I have friends who are police officers, in my honest opinion, it was justified. We then go burn down the city, not the entire city, but riot, start burning down the city. And then you had the situation where the little girl got killed. And I'm pretty sure after that, she was just like, I'm done. Well, you know, from what I've seen, I've covered many police videos in the past, and I've seen what they do to white suspects versus black suspects. Um, anything like that, he Rashard Brooks didn't have a gun. He didn't have a gun at all. So I don't, just my opinion, this is where we differ. I don't view this justified because they don't kill white people like that. I've seen white people take their gun from them and still don't blast their behind. So if you're not going to blast a white person for even taking your gun, and I, I've seen them, them fist fighting white police officers and they still don't do him anything who was it there was a shooter i forgot the name of this guy he had did a, a mass shooting they did they arrested him like oh well yeah i mean i'm not talking about dylan roof it was it was a, it was another guy they did i forgot the guy's name and they just arrested him like they didn't blast him like they should have blasted him on site right but if they don't do them that way then i don't expect you to do our people that way but at the same time because now paul howard was running and you had a uh, uh, fanny willis right 
They didn't vote right. Paul Howard. They got Fannie Willis in. She didn't even want to take up the case. She passed to a special what, prosecutor, right? Right. And they, and they found that the, the police officers not guilty. Of course they were. Because I knew when I, the moment I saw that it was a, uh, a, a, a white man and she turned it over to instead of her doing her job, you know, because she knew good. See, this was Fannie was smart. She knew good and well if she would have did that, she did, her career would have been done in Atlanta. She knew it. Right. right. But I mean, if you, if you look at the footage, you know, black or white, I mean, it was justified. So she didn't want to be, she didn't want to be the one to come out and say it was justified. That's why she passed the buck to somebody else. Yeah. Well, like so. I said, we, we, you know, like I said, we, we differ on that. You know, I'll just leave it at that. But um, so Keisha, you know, even though she was up in the polls, you know, she still didn't, you know, and did people like question, like ask her that question, like why she's not running? If she's, you know, she would have won easily. I don't know. Nobody really questioned. Like I said, my theory, and I could be wrong. I think the um, that summer, that George Floyd summer, you know, a summer of rage, whatever you want to call it, uh, BLM. Um, and then, of course, what happened with Rashard Brooks and the little girl. I think it took a toll on her to say, you know what, I'm done. You think she ever tried to run run again? I don't know. Because, you know, Kasim Reed tried to run again. Mm-hmm. Um, after, you know, because he was mayor before Keisha Lance Bottoms. And then he just right. tried to run again this past election, but Andre Dixon, Andre Dickens won. So I don't know. You never know. She might come back and run or she just might be done. You know, who, who knows? Yeah, she up there with Biden. And then I say, why Keisha up there with Biden? I've seen that. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, she's like tarnishing her legacy being up there with them people. Because right. the only way you can be up there, the Democrats like that, you literally got to bow down. You you can't, you can't, exactly. like, what black politician do you know is really standing up for black people like that? No. Exactly. Because you have to be Democrat first. You cannot be, you know, uh, thinking about black first. people. Or exactly. You got to be can't. Democrat first. And, and, and that's why I'm a firm believer of all black politicians need to go. Because um, I said this, if we were focused cleaning house first, like let's right. primary the congressional black caucus. Let's get all of them out and put, replace them with some good people. Then what they would know we mean business. But what you happened? Know, I even seen a, the voters down here in Houston how they feel about Sheila Jackson Lee and Al Green. That I hate to say it, well I will say it. The older crowd, they the one keep them in power. Right. I think being a politician here in America. Because I remember my grandma, she retired like when she turned 62, 65. My mom retired in her early 60s. Black politicians and politicians in general, but specifically black politicians, are the only group that will die in office. You had John Lewis. You had uh, Cummings in in Maryland. Like yeah, these people are dying in office. They're not retiring. They're not saying, hey, let's get the next generation ready. Everyone, I'm going to retire soon. Let's get behind Phil or let's get behind Dinus. They're literally dying in office. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just them. It was also, you know, a lot of, a lot of the white politicians that baby boom. I know that baby boomer generation, they do not want to give up power. They right. don't. It's like they're afraid of what Gen X, Gen Z, and well, also millennials. They're afraid of that, that group. They're afraid. Because they know good and well we come into power like that. They know good and well America's going to change for them. And it has to. Exactly. You know, I mean, like, exactly. we look at, you know, Biden. You know, that man don't know if he's coming or going sometime, you know, if you take his medicine. 
Nancy Pelosi, she's the same way. She don't know if she's coming or going. But she said that she agrees. They say, hey, well, you know, you're not going to be speaking of the house no more. You're going to finally step down. No, I'm not stepping down. I'm like, so no young woman can do that job. You got to stay in it. Like, I, right. I, I don't get it. Right. Exactly. They were they would rather die in office. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So, um, you know, you definitely you know, for people to get information also about everything you got going on. What, what can they go to get that? Uh, go to searchforhuru.com. Searchforhuru.com and, you know, you'll learn about what we're doing, what all we have going on, uh, the documentary, the travel, the tours. So go to searchforhuru.com. And I'll call it, so the other website is donfo.africa? Donfo.africa is a tour company. But if you go to searchforhuru.com, it'll have links to the documentary, to the travel company. Everything will be right there. Okay. All right. So, so definitely, ladies and gentlemen, we want to make sure to go to searchforhuru.com. Make sure you go to search for Huru on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe yes, to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe and buy the documentary that comes and, travel. Oh, yeah. Still, buy the documentary. Buy it. You know, you know, we uh -huh. want to support, you know, our brother out Thank here, you, you know, with documentaries and make and inspire you to want to visit the African continent for the first time. So, Dinos, we definitely thank you for joining us on the show today, man. Greatly appreciate it.